0: grumpy old geeks a weekly talk show hosted by brian schulmeister and jason de discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame welcome to grumpy old geeks i'm jason de
1: and i'm brian schulmeister jason um i've been trying to get used to celsius because that's what the rest of the world uses that isn't the united states and and we use it here as well it is, uh, we, we got a deep freeze warning here in Toronto. It is minus 20 degrees Celsius currently. Um, the North Pole today is minus 15 degrees Celsius. It is colder than the North Pole here right now. That's uh, what you get for time. moving to so, Canada. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, free healthcare freeze. I, I don't know. It's, you it's, need it's it for awesome. your toes to get
0: reattached after all the frostbite. <laughs> It's. I just saw. I saw uh, Instagram the other day of a comedian. He's like, you know, Celsius is great for water, but if you want air, do Fahrenheit because it makes more sense. You know,
1: <laughs> we haven't gotten as cold as it's going to get today. I just, uh, I just popped this over to Fahrenheit. It will get to minus 11 degrees Fahrenheit today.
0: Oh, that's not bad. It's cold. Yeah, it's cold, but I mean, jeez, I mean, I was in Chicago; it was negative seventy with a wind chill downtown off the well, lake. Well, that's
1: not including wind chill there, and I'm, we're right on the lake too, so there is wind chill involved here, which is making it considerably colder.
0: Okay, okay. Here's the deal: stay inside. The, well, yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Yes. I will. Uh, we got a bit of follow up. Peter wrote in and said there's a good precedent for gravity power. In fact, the world's first EV which sort of runs at 100% efficiency if you factor out the tons of rocks it carries downhill is powered by gravity. And he sent a link to the world's first electric dump truck stores as much energy as 8 Tesla Model S cars because the vehicle is electric, there's no need to heat up the brakes when descending. This is because the enormous electric engine acts as a generator and recharges the battery pack. That same energy is then used to help the vehicle travel back up the hill. If all goes as planned, the electric dump truck will even harvest more electricity while traveling downhill than it needs for the ascent. Instead of consuming fossil fuels, it would then feed surplus electricity into the grid. Well, I think we found uh, unlimited power now then. We just all need dump trucks. But here's the
0: thing. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I just don't think that works that way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no such thing. Um, also, you have to factor in, is it, you know, it's a dump truck. So it's usually taking the Dirt and the gravel uphill, so it's got to take the the rocks with it up, and then comes back down alone. Um, I don't. Well, think you got to get Jason? I just, I'm just saying, you're not going to get infinite energy out of this. This is not, <laughs> you know, this has not solved the world's problems. It's great for the dump trucks. I love those big dump trucks. I always wanted to go hang out in on one when I was a kid, the Terex Titan. But um, yeah, this is cool. It's very cool, but it's not 100. There's no such thing as 100 efficiency. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. In the news,
1: the great layoffs continue. Jason, even though a jobs report came out today that said there were more hires this uh, this last month and and in previous year and previous months, so apparently all those people that have gotten laid off are finding jobs. But there's some more out there now. Looking, PayPal is laying off 2,000 employees. I didn't even think PayPal had
0: 2,000 employees. What the hell are they
1: doing? 7% of its total staff. They're obviously sending the continued messages every time I log in that I could use the app. Thanks for sending me that text message every single time I log in. I don't <laughs> but, want to use the app. I would be using it already if I wanted to. No shit.
0: Uh, you know You know what's <laughs> happening? All of the tech bros that got fired from San Francisco are taking all of the restaurant jobs that everybody quit during the pandemic. <laughs> That's, it's, it's just Maybe. a reshuffling, reshuffling Maybe. of talent.
1: <laughs> but as part of the press release, as one does when one fires 7% of its total staff, uh, we were treated to this nugget. And I do wonder, did this come out of chat, GPT? We will treat our departing colleagues with the utmost respect and empathy, provide them with generous packages, engage in consultation where required, and support them with their transitions. I want to express my personal appreciation for the meaningful contributions that they have made to PayPal. Or insert company name here. Mm-hmm. As Chat GPT would spit out,
0: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> well, speaking of also uh, changing of job landscapes, Microsoft is planning to update Bing with a faster version of Chat GPT. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be moving with GPT four, moving it into Bing. I don't know if anything can save Bing, but uh, well, yeah, free Chat
1: GPT four would. I'll tell you
0: that. Well, <laughs> if, if you it's don't just have to answer, wait yeah. or pay for it. That's true. That's true. Uh, We'll see how we'll see how the integration goes, because ChatGPT4, I mean, uh, GPT4 isn't out yet as far as I know, but I'm guessing they get they get behind the scenes access for the billions of dollars that they
1: gave them. One would assume if you pay a couple billion bucks, you get access. Yeah, I think so. That's how politics works
0: that's true that's true look, <laughs> look at how that's going for us mm-hmm. oh but uh yeah chat gpt has now has chat gpt plus you mm-hmm. can get on the wait list for for uh 20 bucks a month is what i was gonna saying. ask what are
1: they streaming on that channel yeah
0: <laughs> seriously <laughs> oh you know what they could do on chat gpt plus they could revive all the shows that got canceled firefly season two all right. <laughs> it just makes it up as you go it'll write it itself exactly yeah <laughs> perfect perfect i'll pay 20 bucks a month for that Bring back the brown coats. Anyway, um, so, yeah, 20 bucks a month, I'll pay that. I think a lot of people will pay that. And uh, if if I can get in when I need to get in, because it's really frustrating when I'm trying to not do work and have it do my work for me (laughs) and I can't get it to do my work because other people are having it do their work for them.
1: Well, yeah, quite a few people. This has been actually astonishing. Uh, they've got some statistics on this now. ChatGPT has been growing at a rate much, much faster than TikTok or any other popular app or service, according to a new study by analytics firm UBS, which I always want to read as USB. Yes. The open AI developed chatbot was on pace to reach over 100 million monthly active users in January, or at least people refreshing to try to get in. The yeah. <laughs> chatbot only became available to the public on November 30th of last year. But this has just been astonishing. Within its first month of availability, it already boasted 57 million monthly active users. By January, it was already being visited by around 13 million individual users a day. In comparison, it took TikTok nine months after its global debut to reach 100 million monthly users, despite its popularity. So this is, I mean, people love this shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, imagine, I mean, this is why Microsoft put so much money into it, because they are going to be making bank yeah.
1: i mean obviously thing. right now it, it's it's you know it's the zeitgeist people are talking about it people are fucking around with it and playing with it more than anything else but uh you can't deny it i i think you know uh, these numbers are crazy but uh it's it's useful <laughs>
0: yeah it really is yeah. but uh, more more on that later for yeah. sure but Uh, we got some
1: more numbers that have come out. Spotify have released their uh, Q4 earnings and announced that it now has 205 million premium subscribers, up 10 million from last quarter. Yet it's still losing money. And firing the, uh, what, 6% of their employees. Yeah, So (laughs) So they continue to make money, they continue to lose money, and the artists continue to be screwed. Great business model.
0: (laughs) The more things change, the more they stay the same. (laughs) Uh, Remember when Tesla went all in on Bitcoin? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that didn't really work out too well for them. Are we surprised? Uh, <laughs> no. Well, I always I thought this
1: surprised. was going to be a loss. I always thought this was financial trickery to to evade taxes and things of that nature, so...
0: Well, there you go,
1: because uh, yeah. they racked up two hundred and four million
0: dollars in losses from their little uh, foray into the world of cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, this this article breaks down what happened. Uh, of course, nobody's going to get fired for this. You know, you'd think that the shareholders might rise up in revolt with pitchforks and uh, their votes to get rid of whoever did this. Oh, wait, it was probably Elon. Never mind. You can't get well, rid of. Well, that's the fucking thing. Cockroach. That's the
1: thing. <laughs> it's the cult of Elon of Eon, of Elon that's really running this it's very frustrating there are tons of activist investors on tesla with tesla that are just screaming please put an adult in charge please just step don't be ceo anymore please please for the love of god this could actually be a real company without all the shenanigans but no 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 yeah 204
0: million dollars in losses so that's quite a chunk um now here's here's where you really know you've hit peak elon this is tesla this is a professional company with lots of cars on the road are mm-hmm. killing people every day. Great, thank you very not much. Not every day, no. Almost every other, every other. Okay, <laughs> we're trying. They're trying, Brian. They're trying <laughs> to get up there. So, um, at the very end of this article, it says Tesla disbanded its press department and could not be reached for comment. Jason, I it's- pointed that out uh, like three months ago. <laughs> Well, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I was too busy with Twitter. <laughs> I get twist, Twitter and Tesla. Twistla. Twisla disbanded its press department. I
1: mean, this is the hot new move is just to get rid of your press department. Like, just we're just going to ignore it. All of this. <laughs> just pretend it's not happening. You know, for private companies, that's fine. This is a public company.
0: Mm-hmm. How can you not have a press department with a public company? Huh. Yeah. Well, mind boggling. Fucking mind-boggling.
1: Well, the Justice Department is finally, finally getting involved here. Uh, all the ru- There were rumors of this for a long time, but apparently it is actually going to happen. Uh, the EV designer, Tesla, has confirmed in an SEC filing that the DOJ has requested documents linked to autopilot and full self-driving features. So, good. They're saying that no government body has determined wrongdoing as part of an active investigation, but warns that enforcement could have a material adverse impact on its business. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, you know what you know what happened? Apparently somebody's uh, some politician's son got killed or something
1: in one of these. So now well, that's now that's, that's they're gonna the, listen. That's the Dave Bittner theory. Nothing happens until it happens to somebody in power. Yeah. And then then they get involved. But yeah, they're finally looking into this. Basically, they're gonna have to say, You can't say you have self driving. You can't yeah. say you have autopilot. You do not. You have cruise control. Yes. Very bad <laughs> cruise
0: control, might I add.
1: <laughs> yeah. And more of this is going on. San Francisco city officials have sent letters to the California Public Utilities Commission asking to slow or halt the expansion of cruise and Waymo robot taxi services in the city. Uh, They're saying that unlimited expansion would be unreasonable in light of recent safety incidents in which vehicles blocked traffic and interfered with emergency vehicles. I agree. It is unreasonable. These are untested services. In fact, as we're testing them, all we're seeing are problems. Yeah. So stop it. Have you ever driven in San Francisco? I have. It's it, it, uh, not since these things have been on the road, but it was bad enough to begin with.
0: I lived there for four or five years, and mm-hmm. it is one of the worst cities I've ever lived in for driving. I mean, it's <laughs> terrible. It is a terrible place to drive. You don't want to drive, you know. You know, Brian, this is the this would be the city where your dream could come true of one hundred percent all in self driving vehicles. If yeah, they got everybody off the road and just made them robots. That would be the perfect place for it.
1: By the but. way, just just to state, it's not my dream. It is my belief that this is the only way this will ever work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's more of a nightmare. It's a bit of a dystopian nightmare. Yes, yeah. agreed. Okay. So, yeah. perfect. Uh, and the EU has vowed to get tougher on big tech privacy violations. We've been talking about this for a long time that basically these slaps on the wrist, I mean, they're sure they're billions, not billions, they're millions upon millions of do- dollars, but it still works out to, to the coffee budget for these companies. And it, it, nobody's going to take it seriously until the slap on the wrist becomes a big old punch to the face. So that's hopefully what's going to happen now.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Well, or maybe jail time for somebody. Maybe. Because money doesn't matter. These these people have more money than they know what to do with. Money is taking their money is not a deterrent because they're money factories. Yes. You need to take away their freedom.
1: And let me tell you why it's important. And I'm, I'm, you put a story in between, but these were meant to be linked together. So I'm jumping ahead, Jason. We'll come back. We'll come back to it. Documents show Meta paid for data scraping despite years of denouncing it. This is why we need big fucking fines. Yeah. Meta has routinely fought against data scrapers taking their data, but it also participated in the practice itself, if not necessarily for the same reasons. Bloomberg has obtained legal documents from a Meta lawsuit against former contractor called Bright Data, indicating that the Facebook owner paid its partner to scrape other websites to bring the data into their company.
0: Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Fuckers. <laughs> Uh, in, in surprising news to no one, Amazon is planning to close some of their grocery and convenience stores. Wait, the people Fresh... didn't flock to these things? Yeah, they, 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 this is a failure to read the room. They should have <laughs> stuck to the, you know, the online side of things. Uh, I've been to the Amazon Fresh store out here mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. I went once w- during the preview to check out the little cool grocery carts to see if it worked. It worked. Mm-hmm. Great. Fine. Um, went back one more time when I was desperate to find some flowers – And it was the closest store to the place that I was going, (laughs) and (laughs) they had some. They had the worst flower selection I've ever seen, and it was overpriced. But it it got me the flowers. Um, No desire to ever go back there. It is the weirdest grocery store. They have, I don't know. It's just not great. It just feels (laughs) weird. It's not great. The vibe is just kind of yeah. It it it's creeped out. It it creeps me out. You know they just.
1: The writing was on the wall for me. Uh, obviously, I don't live in, in Santa Monica anymore. But when I did, I, I used to frequent Whole Foods pre-Amazon's takeover. Once Amazon took over Whole Foods, the vibe changed yeah. drastically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not just talking like $25 cucumber water that they were selling and bullshit like that. But it just it sucked the life out of that. Whole Foods used to be, say what you will about the old Whole Foods. and Lots of people make fun of it. It was a good place to shop for me. And mm-hmm. I loved it. But when Amazon took it over, it changed and it was not cool anymore. Did not dig it.
0: No, it's – if you can avoid getting run over by a Tesla, which I <laughs> didn't that one day, um, it's, it, is, it is very strange to go in there anymore. I try to avoid it whenever possible. But uh, back to this story, Amazon Go stores, uh, mm-hmm. those basically little convenience stores, yeah. one just opened up here in the corner. And the local paper said, just don't, don't waste your time it's garbage it is it is a shitty version of Seven Eleven, which is really saying That's something hard to do yeah i know <laughs> it, and i mean they basically said why like six times in the article they're like why why is that here you can't even park there there's like four parking spots right it is one of the dumbest stores i've ever seen but i, I i'll probably just go in there just to try it before they rip it out it's like <laughs> what the hell are you guys thinking there's, there's literally four parking spots right I know what they're thinking
1: all right, and oh, a little wow. bit of uh, interesting slash good news about AI. We're going to be talking a lot about AI a little bit later, but mm-hmm. I like this story, except it also is a good flashback to what we used to always scream about about because AI is in the headline, and the entire article says machine learning. <laughs> Which forget is, it, you know, forget it, man. Just We're, give it up. Give I, up I the ghost. I can't. I can't, Jason. Oh, you got it. You gotta. It wrankles. It wrinkles. Anyways, they're using machine learning or AI, whatever, nobody fucking cares anymore, to find possibly overlooked alien signals in radio telescope data. Now this makes a lot of sense because we have so much data. So much of this radio data from from our from the heavens above that uh, it's not surprising that we're missing stuff that pe- people aren't seeing it. So the system is being trained to identify um, interesting patterns that then can get kicked up for humans to look at, and they found a ton, a ton, so, a ton. Pretty cool. Ooh. Oh man, you, you mean you don't have SETI at home anymore?
0: We've come a long way from SETI at home, baby. I remember running SETI at home on my first
1: Xbox at night. <laughs> it was really Yeah, fun. I used to make it my screensaver thing, too. It would just yeah. click on when I'm not using my computer. I'm like, this is cool. Didn't, yeah. didn't find aliens. Yeah, well, there are none. Sorry. Dark forest.
0: Dark forest. Dark <laughs> forest.
1: <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN even if you use incognito mode your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it but private internet access or pia can help pia encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin and with servers in over 75 countries you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world pia comes with an easy to use app and browser extensions for all devices a rock solid privacy policy open source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take pia's 30-day risk-free challenge you can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it if not just return it for a full refund so go to gog.show vpn and try out the best vpn on the planet completely risk-free that's gog.show vpn what makes a life a good one is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way media candy so i texted you jason yes when when, when this dropped and i watched it and then my jaw dropped and you said you're not gonna watch it and i kind of don't blame you because my hopes are sky high right now (laughs) picard season three trailer is
0: awesome uh well when's it drop it comes out in like february
1: 15th or something like that I thought it was March. I can't remember. There's a couple different things coming soon. Can't remember the exact date. But it's soon. Oh. Very soon. It is going to be very soon. So Okay. Very I will pick
0: up my Paramount Plus subscription when when it comes out.
1: Well, it won't be Paramount Plus anymore, Jason. Don't, or Paramount Plus Premium because they're rebranding again. They're, they've decided to completely absorb Showtime instead of this weird, you could add Showtime to your Paramount Plus Premium. So mm-hmm. it is now named Paramount Plus with Showtime.
0: Brian, we really, really, really need to change careers and we need to go into branding because who the fuck is coming up with these names? <laughs> who? Who's getting paid to do this shit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see them fit that on the little app thing. Paramount Plus Wish Showtime. Oh, I God. Yeah, can't wait for the new logo. So there you go. Uh, it's just being rolled in now. I, I I don't see anything in this article about pricing tiers changing. I guess we'll just get Showtime as part of our Paramount Plus subscription now. Okay. I don't know. We'll see
0: save me times save, save me the uh the hassle of canceling showtime every time a show I watch is over so fine i'll just <laughs> yep. i only have to cancel one app instead of two when my shows are over
1: <laughs> and i uh, started to watch a new show on netflix that uh, this has actually been going semi viral called Kunk on earth jason have you watched any of these yet
0: have not heard of it even
1: it's a british thing uh, it's a british comedian actress that uh, has created this character and it's a Mockumentary about you know science and and how the this one she's done a few of these in Britain. This is the first one that's been released uh, here in the states or North America. I have to say North America instead of here in the states now, don't I? Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, I do. So it's the first that's come out over here. It's on Netflix. So she basically, it's six episodes long. You know, she goes through the history of the planet and it's it's Borat style. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't know what she's talking about. It's intentionally funny. She interviews experts. You can't tell if they're in on the joke or not, but you, of course they have to be in on the joke. There's no way they'd sit through these uh, these interviews otherwise. So it's, it's pretty funny. I will say that this show is an argument for not binging. I have a lot of arguments for not binging, but this one in particular. (laughs) Because it's one joke and it runs thin if you try to watch more than one episode in a row. You know what I mean? Ah, Like you watch one. I watched the first episode. I thought, oh my God, this is hilarious. Rolled into the second episode. I was like, same joke. Hmm. Pause. Came back to it a couple days later after you've had time away from it. Funny again. (laughs) But if you try to binge it, not so funny. It's like the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, if you catch it every now and then, it's good. If you try yeah. to watch more than one of them in a row, you're like, "This is dumb."
0: Oh well, yeah, that's, uh, remember when I had food poisoning and I watched the first five seasons of The Big Bang Theory in one mm-hmm. like one go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, it definitely same definitely is.
1: Is. ten jokes.
0: Same ten jokes. Okay. Does it have canned laughter in it?
1: No, thank God. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. No. No. I, I still... You should check out the first
1: one. I think it's it's funny, but just don't binge.
0: Library. Brian, recently you talked about finally reading uh, Dennis E. Taylor's Outland, which turned out to be his first book. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, OK. I, I kind of remember that book with uh, uh, the volcano and kind of a, you know, portal to other dimensions or other parallel worlds type of thing. Yes. Um, Earthside is the follow up and it is out now on Audible only because yes. he has this great deal I with Audible. hate that deal he made. I love that deal. It's perfect. <laughs> um, uh, problem is, I started to listen to it, and I really couldn't remember very much about the first book, <laughs> so I, I had to put it on pause. I'm going to have to go back and and do a double double header to get back into Outland, so I can read this one because I'm sure his skills have grown, you know, quite a bit since since that first book. He's yeah. got a few more under his
1: belt. Yep, he's done some more writing since then. Yeah, uh, I read a new book. I read Ask a Historian, 50 Surprising Answers to Things You Always Wanted to Know by Greg Jenner. Now, this is another person I discovered thanks to No Such Thing as a Fish, the podcast. He was he was a guest host once and was very funny. Um, so it was, I love this book. It was, I love the way he writes. I love his personality. It's very funny. Very, very good. Uh, then I went through all of his previous books and i th- I feel like I read, a Million Years in a Day, which is one of his other ones, A Curious History of Everyday Life from the Stone Age to the Phone Age. But it does not – Amazon is tell, telling me I have not purchased this book before. So um, maybe it was on my – maybe he was promoting that one when he was on No Such Thing as a Fish. And I was like, oh, I should go get that. That sounds good and never did because this is how our brains work now.
0: Yeah, because that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. That It sounds like it's a familiar title. Hmm. And so is his name, but I think I, I probably heard it on no such thing as a fish as well. so
1: yeah, yeah, but highly recommended. I love the way he writes. he's got a, he's got a really good personality that comes through it's very funny and he's an you know actual historian. he knows what he's talking about.
0: Yes. and uh, you mentioned why do we do that on the last episode, the podcast? Yes. Mm-hmm. uh and you couldn't you had to, you said you, we had to listen to it on the bbc player well our fans have have come out of the woodwork saying nope nope you can get it on overcast or other places yeah i so. think
1: when i first was listening to it it was exclusive like it had just come out and it was exclusive to the bbc now it's out got everywhere. it so. got it
0: yeah no i downloaded it and uh grabbed all the episodes i listened to a couple of them it is a good show i
1: enjoy yeah, it short short little it. 10 minutes and very interesting i like her too she's engaging and funny
0: yeah, no, all in all, definitely a good show. So good mm-hmm. good find. Um After Babel is a new Substack newsletter from Jonathan Haidt. Mm-hmm. I like Jonathan Haidt. Mm-hmm. And so I uh I shelled out the money for the fifty dollars a year subscription because the money actually goes to charity. Uh he's got okay. some nonprofits that he's that he's set up himself. Uh probably the Jonathan Haidt second home Foundation. Vacation fund. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh i have i i've actually i put it on my thing to read it and then i got busy so i'm putting the link in here for everyone to go check out because i think if you listen to the show you probably like jonathan Haidt and you like uh some of the books that we've reviewed of his um the coddling was it the coddling of the american mind or something Mm -hmm. like that um yeah. yeah coddling of something uh not the cod piece the coddling uh but he's a smart guy he's a very very smart guy so um definitely check it out link will be in the show notes and okay. there's a uh, an op or an op ed whatever by Ezra Klein called "How Barnes and Noble Came Back from Near Death." This is the second article I've seen about Barnes and Noble coming back from the dead, and um, the other one was not an opinion piece. I'm trying to find that one so I can put it in the show notes as well. Somebody on our Discord channel sent it to us.
1: I remember a while seeing something back. in the New York Times a couple of weeks back too about that. I'm happy about this. I love bookstores. I yes. love them. Yeah. Y- uh, I I never liked Barnes
0: and Noble, but any port in a storm, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know it'll do. <laughs> yeah, border, Borders ain't coming back, which was my favorite, but uh, especially the the sale table. I love the sale table <laughs> at Borders. Um, but this guy James Daunt took it over, and you know he's a British uh, book guy. And yeah. what he's done was he basically turned all of the staff at the stores into the people who basically run, literally run the store. They're like. Make this a place where you would want to come to buy books. Yep. And that's what they're doing. And yep. shocking, it, it works. works. <laughs> it works. Yes. Put your super consumers in charge of the
1: actual business it's, and it's it goes. It's like the old school Tower Records where all yes. the employees had their charts up for their favorite albums and they were all stacked in places. That's, the, that's the, how you do it. That's yeah. That's how you find out about cool stuff through people, not through algorithms. God damn mm-hmm. it. <laughs> or paid placement from the,
0: you know, the super ding dong publishers. You do it from the people who care about books. Yep. There was another, there, oh, there was a great, the greatest sci-fi bookstore in Chicago called uh, Stars Our Destination that was the same way. It's like you go in there and you just ask, you're like, hey, what's new and what's good? And you would just get like 20 minutes of somebody like sh- walking you around the store and you like walk out with an arms <laughs> of books. It's great.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's the way you do it. I love that. I, I'm so happy that they're coming back. Uh, we actually have a chain up here that's still in Canada and Toronto that still exists, and it's great. I love taking my son there, and we just walk around. It's awesome.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, this next site I thought you might get a kick out of. It's called Wikinigma, an <laughs> encyclopedia of unknowns. <laughs> Wikinigma is a unique wiki-based resource specifically dedicated to documenting fundamental gaps in human knowledge, like the difference between AI and ML, you dumb fucks. No, that's not in there. But uh, there's this. No, there's, that's there's, a known like, known. Yeah, there's a known known. Um, <laughs> it's just everybody ignores it. <laughs> yes, uh, it says it's a compendium of compendium of so-called known unknowns. Um, that's great. The, what a great idea. Yeah, there's about ni- it says 956 articles so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's, what's nice about it is you can browse by um, topic genre or you can actually just hit the random button. I just like going hitting the random button. It's fun. Right. There's a yeah, lot of shit in there great. I don't understand, but that's the that's the point of it. Nobody does. <laughs> exactly. Security? Ha! We're joined by Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the highly acclaimed Cyberwire podcast. As the co host of Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, Dave delves into the fascinating and often chilling world of social engineering. Dave also brings his expertise as co host to Caveat with Ben Yellen, a podcast that explores law and policy, surveillance, and privacy. Dave also co hosts Control Loop, where he and his team dive deep into the latest developments and trends in the field of ICS and OT. Welcome to the show, Dave. <laughs>
2: Hello, by the, gentlemen. By the,
1: by the way, we have been uh, told and talking about how we need to rebrand this from Security Hawk huh, because we don't even bother anymore. This needs to be the dark side with Dave Bittner.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. okay. Well, that's good. All right. I'm on it. I'll call our that. VO guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very good. I like it. I like it. Nice. Well, I just have to start off by uh, this segment by just sending out a heartfelt thank you to both of you fine gentlemen. Uh, I, you, Jason, you'd been kind of warning me that there was a package in the mail on the way. Yes. And, and When Jason uh,
1: warns you that a package is in the mail, you should be scared. Well, yes, you should. Yes. And <laughs> I,
2: I, it was not ticking. So I felt good about that. Uh so yesterday afternoon uh there's a knock at the door here and I go out and there's a box sitting out there and I bring it in and it's uh oh I don't know about a foot and a half by a foot and a half by a foot and a half and I come in and I I uh open it up, I start, you know, slicing through the plastic on the outside and I'm and as I'm opening it up and thinking, wait a minute, and I get to the where there's bubble wrap and I'm like, could it be? Like, it can't be. <laughs> It is. What's in and the box? It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, this is just the most beautiful stormtrooper helmet that you could ever ask for. It is spot on perfect. It is gorgeous. It is really well made. Uh, it's also comfortable, which I didn't think was possible with these things. <laughs> so
1: Well, that blows I, I, a I hole th- and that's why they can't shoot anyone theory.
2: Well, yes, but you know what? And it's also, it's uh, easier to see out of than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And it could just be that it just happens to line up with my head. I have a big head, so uh, I'm pleased that my head fits in it at all. Uh, But this is a really high quality thing here. and, And I... I know I sent you guys a note, but I, this makes me so happy. I have been smiling from ear to ear and I'm kind of in that mode now where you've gotten something new, but you don't remember that you have it. So every time I walk into my studio here and it's sitting on on the desk, I see it and I just go, oh yeah, this is mine. <laughs> I'm so glad it brings you
1: to this joy. Uh, I'm sorry I'm, we couldn't afford a full outfit for you yet, but uh, hey, you stick with us another 20, 25 years, we'll get it to you piece yeah. by piece. <laughs>
2: that's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah, I, I got to stop growing my belly so I can fit into a you know real, so I don't look like fat trooper. But uh, no, I, I just, it's it, it, is, it is not an exaggeration to say that this is the fulfillment of a lifelong dream of mine since I was... Eight years old to have a stormtrooper helmet, and now I do, and it is a good one. I mean, it's—I can't imagine someone making one better than this. So I have to ask you guys: What's the? Is there a story behind this as to how you track down such a high-quality item for your dear dark side friend, Dave?
0: <laughs> yes, there is, and I cannot believe you don't remember it. We actually talked about this on the show. This is, comes okay. from our our friends in Russia at Cybercraft. Uh, that's hmm. why. That's why it took Friends so long to get here. Friends in Russia been on the ground
1: these days. by <laughs> the exactly.
0: way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and so I, for months, this has been like I've almost had an ulcer tracking this thing
1: <laughs> because
0: yeah. uh, they flew uh, it over
1: the Ukraine. Hmm. That was a bad move.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that was tough. That was tough. Uh, uh, shout out to Leonard Kim over at Cybercraft who had to put up with me asking every week, "Where is it? Where is it?" <laughs> Because the way the the way the tracking works coming from Russia is, it gets you to a certain point, and then they say your package has left the country, and I am like, okay, now where is it? They're like, uh, it's left the country. We don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. shrug emoji, and right. you are like, oh, have faith, it'll all work. It's like uh, in uh, Shakespeare in Love, you know, it's, just, it's a mystery. <laughs> Well, it uh, seems to have made its way through
2: the UK on the way here. I I was looking at the various stamps and things that are on the box as it made its way here. Uh, I was surprised uh, to see that it came from Russia. Honestly, if you had asked me, I wouldn't have been 100 percent sure that we were allowed to get things from Russia right now. But I'm awfully glad we are.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep. I ordered that thing on, I think, December 6th. Oh, okay. um,
1: yeah, yeah. So uh, you know he's like, what yeah, was there's funny there's about the <laughs> the the funny thing about the track track tracking is when they said it was on a Chinese weather balloon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: that, right. was, that was weird. I <laughs> hear like a clunking noise on the roof of the building, and go up there and find it.
1: Just a weather yeah. balloon, though. That's that's all it is, guys. Just, Just a, weather a weather balloon. balloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. So it
0: was. Uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it was one of those things where I was like. I kept looking at it and kept looking at it for a couple months, and then when it finally came around to Christmas, they're like, "We're having a sale." I'm like, "Brian, I think we need to do something. <laughs> let's
1: let's pull the stormtrooper trigger." Yes. Yeah. Yep.
0: yep. I was I was very no. upset though when when I said I told Brian that you know if we buy three we can get even a bigger discount, and he said no. So. Didn't get them. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to get the matching set for all of us, but. No, Brian, I. Brian's I think the this wet is. Uh...
2: I think this is probably my gateway drug into the 501st. Uh It is 501st approved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's yeah. great. I mean, I, and, and it, it it has to be. I, I, I was going like to say it cannot be. <laughs> well, I sent you guys some pictures, and yeah. the thing about stormtrooper helmets is, and it's the same thing with Darth Vader's helmet. Like, if it's just a little bit off, there's it's something off. about it. You look, and you go, that's not, that's not right. But you look at this one, and you go, it is spot on perfect and it's uh because stormtrooper helmets the originals are famously handcrafted so they're not symmetrical Mm. and this one has just the slight imperfections that we've got programmed into our brains to say yeah that's a real stormtrooper helmet and um i you can you i think you can tell how excited i am about this it's just (laughs) really nice so i've been wearing it around and i I just (laughs) like i said i'm just grinning from ear to ear and uh I'm just—I can't thank you guys enough. So I really appreciate it.
1: I'm very glad. Very We're glad. so glad to have made you this happy. It's—it's it's yeah. a good thing. This is what life is about: making people happy and giddy. Mission That's right. accomplished.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want your own uh, uh, stormtrooper helmet or any of the other helmets they make, check out Cybercraft. The link will be in the show notes uh, or their Instagram channel. They show them making these things, and it's—it's it's a pretty an impressive process because they mold them and they do all the painting and finishing by hand. So they're mm-hmm. not. They're not like off of an assembly line really. They are they I are mean, handcrafted.
1: The Boba Fett yeah. is tempting. The Boba Fett is very tempting.
2: The interior is beautiful <laughs> as well. It's it's all it's covered in in soft fabric and there's foam in there and I have seen pictures of the inside of lots of different Stormtrooper helmets and this is by far the the nicest most comfortable one I've seen. Mhm.
0: All right. Well, everybody, share the show with your friends and enemies and go to Patreon.com slash GOG so we can get Dave the rest of his suit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No Corvette for Dave now. Sorry.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And moving away from Star Wars, we have uh, some feedback from Lisa Liu. Along the subject of ChatGBT and the Nigerian Prince, I'm a web designer and recently had a scam attempt from Smith Morgan, a guy who needed a website. The inquiry seemed legit at the beginning with a workable project outline and business overview, so I bid on the project. Ah, See, that was your giveaway that it was bullshit because there was a workable project outline. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. Right. Yeah. right. the s
1: yes came the s yes came very quickly too quickly and it ended with the classic i need one favor i need you to take a larger payment so you can pay my other contractor because i cannot in my condition surgery blah 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 it's a common mm. ploy on craigslist and they're usually easy to spot but i'm thinking with chat gpt these scripts will become more and more specific and realistic wild west stuff as open ai develops so will the scams beware and take care guys that's a good point. Yeah, it's not just uh, yeah. it's not just us messing around with good old promos and weird things. It's uh, the scammers are using this too. So
0: right, yeah. I think you mentioned this on on a previous episode, Dave, where it's like, okay, we don't have to worry about broken English anymore because they can <laughs> fix it,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Fairly exactly. easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it is definitely going to be uh, going to be a thing. But speaking of things that they fixed, I went through and I looked at uh, our. Chat from a while ago where we where we role played the Pinocchio game with mm-hmm. ChatGPT, and I went and I put in the exact same prompts that you had sent in, and uh, they have fixed it. Now they talked about <laughs> oh. the liar's paradox in uh, okay in good. the in the actual replies. So that's good.
1: That's, it's alive.
0: That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's learning. It <laughs> They're listening to our show. They're listening to our right. They really it like learns. us. They really do. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to Stuart Lloyd for sending in the info about the Liars Paradox uh, on the last episode. He also dug up the Star Trek clip uh, from the uh, the episode where they actually use this on the androids to. Uh, the
1: sexy uh, androids.
0: Yeah, yeah. with hardcore fit in mud. Um, <laughs> so uh, that clip will now be in the show notes as well. It's all fun to go watch for mm-hmm. sure. And Alex wrote in, "Oh dear god." <laughs> he says, "Another AI tool to play with. If you upload 1 minute of someone's voice, with the AI will then use use it to say anything and, that you put in a transcript. And yes, I did. This is from Eleven Labs. It's a beta. I sent it a yep. 10 megabyte file of my voice from an audiobook that I'm reading, and uh it it trained in like under a second. It was like, boom, okay, here you go." So I put in a piece of script that was a different piece of script from the training data, and it came back, and I'll play just a second of it here for you. If you are a CMO, this idea that you need to be proficient in as many different marketing platforms and disciplines as possible is nonsense. So that's not exact, but it's pretty damn close. And yeah. this is the this is the free version. They have a professional version, which is better, which I'm guessing you can train on more data. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, you sent me one, Dave, too.
2: Right. So, just uh, <laughs> so my plan was to not tell you that this was a recording of me before I knew that you had been already playing with this. So the jig was up. <laughs> mm. uh, so what I did was I asked ChatGPT to write up a thank you to you all for having me on the show, mm. and then I loaded that text into. The Eleven Labs beta uh, voice synthesis, and this was the output from it. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the hosts of the Grumpy Old Geeks podcast for having me on their show. It was an absolute pleasure to share my thoughts on cybersecurity, and I appreciate their willingness to engage in an open and frank discussion. I'm grateful for the chance to have shared my insights and experiences with the audience, and I look forward to future opportunities to do so. Thank you again. Yeah, See, the job. failure there is <laughs>
1: is in Chat GPT not synthesizing your personality on this show, but the voice is spot on. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah, good. crazy good.
2: It, it, it's now, most, oh. yes, it's mostly me. It, it's, <laughs> it's it's if you if there if you weren't looking out for it, if you hadn't been warned to pay attention to it, yep. and you asked someone who is this, they would say it's me. Same with yours, Jason. It now, it sounds like you. Here's where yeah. I start to get a little freaked out because
1: cast your minds back, not even that far, maybe maybe a little bit over a year ago when one of the very mm-hmm. first iterations of this uh, AI voice training popped up and we were all looking into it. And Dave, fair, I remember I we, we had a conversation about what happens since we, since, since we have these vast archives of podcasts that we've done. These things just get turned, uh, pointed to the vast archive of our voice it'll probably get pretty close. A year later, 5 minutes. Boom. Right. That's how right. good this stuff is getting. Very fast. But well, the Microsoft one was like 3
0: seconds or 15 seconds and it was yeah, getting mm-hmm. it. Think
1: about how yeah. good these things have gotten, how quickly they've gotten that good. It's it's kind of frightening.
2: Yeah. 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 So this got me thinking about uh, improving or customizing podcasts using using these techniques. So mm-hmm. let me lay out a scenario for you guys that maybe you can relate to. There is a podcast that I very much enjoy listening to, and I'm not going to say the name of it, and you'll know why in a minute. Um, and uh, this podcast has three hosts. Sounds familiar, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I really enjoy two of the three hosts. Okay. The third host I don't like at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, sounds very familiar. <laughs> very <yeah>. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> right. In fact, I'm sure They're the listeners in the right room now are with us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> listeners right now are nodding their heads vigorously, and and some of them are thinking that I'm the one that they don't like, and I I totally accept <laughs> that. That is a valid point of view. Um, so when I listen to this show where there's the one of the the three hosts who I just dislike, and I find myself. Uh, when I'm listening, just saying, oh, shut up, shut up, get to the point, come on, right? Mm -hmm. So this got me thinking, could I come up with a version of their podcast where I would take their show, have it transcribed, have and and figure out a way to do all this in an automated sort of way and take only the parts of the show from the host who I do not like, run them through chat GPT to say, summarize these parts (laughs) and then run that through the voice synthesis so that i get a version of the podcast with the host who i don't enjoy listening to cut down to a fraction of their presence in the show but still with the content that they provide because this person is also long-winded and uses 10 words when one would do is his
0: name casey by chance
2: it is not, no. Damn, I thought I, <laughs> thought I had it. thought I had it. I, I'm, I'm
1: thinking that Dave's not going to name names here. It, it, yeah, well, I mean, I was already thinking, can't I just take all of our segments, throw them into chat GPT, let it spit it out, run it through the synthesizer, and just send Jason the audio files and our show's done.
0: See, and, and <laughs> right. as Brian says that, I was thinking I could actually bring back boot up without ever touching the microphone again. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. And just yeah. do it
0: do it literally from my bedroom in the morning. <laughs> now, it um, sounds to mm-hmm.
1: me like, Dave, and I, this is obviously you know pretty possible, assuming there are APIs for all these things. Alternatively, you just find a show you like better. Mm, yeah. There's a possibility.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is a possibility. That's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. He does like two-thirds it of it. Come on, talk. that's better than most podcasts, Brian. Jeez. That's right. true.
2: That's true. <laughs> but, so, but going down that pathway, what if I wanted to have The Nightly News Read to Me Every Night by Walter Cronkite. Ooh, we could do that now. That's totally within reach. I
1: mean, you could do Walter Cronkite. I could do Scarlett Johansson. I mean, might as well have an enjoyable voice.
2: (laughs) 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 And I would do Christopher Walken. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's these. are This is not a fantasy anymore. This is well. I, gr- I guarantee
1: reach. you that lawyers are very much thinking about this exact thing right now because now it's going to be copywriting voices, copywriting faces, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff is is in play already. I, I I know this. I I know lawyers that yeah. are working on it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Even on the
0: voiceover side of things, when I, I'm I'm doing all this research into. Getting into the voiceover game, which I think I'm probably going to put on the shelf now, <laughs> because why fucking bother? Um, there, there. Everybody's talking about make sure you read your contracts because you could be, you know, just accidentally giving away your digital rights to your voice to a company that they don't even know that they're taking it. Yeah, so you have to be right. very, very careful about how your contracts are worded for any of your voiceover work, and it's a, it's a thing. There, the professionals are really thinking about that right now because this is you are getting really damn close, really mm-hmm. close.
1: It is, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Once yeah. they
0: get the once they get the emotional thing, you know, if you could, if there's like an HTML for voice scripts for the prompts where you could say, you know, blink,
2: <laughs> whatever, <laughs> sarcasm, you know. right? Exactly, yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes, disdain. Yeah. cover this in disdain.
2: <laughs> well, I I would love to know what the the pro version of this Eleven Labs thing does if you had because. For all for the three of us, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of hours mm-hmm. to train oh, yeah. on of our voices. So if you just toss the RSS feed for our shows at some at one of these training libraries and let it chug away, uh, to what degree can it nail our personalities? Would it know how we re- reply to things? I don't know, but
1: I don't that, know either. I, I, I have no like doubt we're going to get the there. That's where the AI falls down now. But I yeah, I agree. We're going to get there definitely.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna try the pro version to see if it uh if if you get more training or like more training time or what what it does that really kind of it it not just more, you know, characters that it will read. Oh, remember, I'm hoping that it does more stuff.
1: Remember mm-hmm. in the old world when you wanted to per- purchase something, they actually told you what it would do? Not anymore. <laughs> no. Now you have to buy and see. Right. Do mm-hmm. you feel lucky? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Caveat emptor, baby. Mm-hmm. So I've got a great ChatGPT story for you. Mm-hmm. Our friend of the show, David Teeter, Doctor David Teeter, uh, called me the other night, just in a fit because he was so giddy because he broke ChatGPT. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, he's the one. <laughs> he's well, when he does something, I listen because he's definitely the smartest person I know. So oh. he he did a uh, a query. He says how much PFAS is in synthetic turf? Because he is a world known specialist in this kind of thing about astroturf and the chemicals that it leaches into the groundwater and all this stuff. Mm. And so it, it comes back with an answer. And then it, it co- he follows on with, what studies have found that the release of PFAS from synthetic turf can be significant? Then it starts to read some studies out and gives it a little more thing. And he says, please list these studies. And it lists three studies. Then he says, oh, well, please tell me the DOI number of these studies. Then it comes back with DOI numbers for these studies, which are the digital object identifier numbers for the studies in, you know, the academic research. Then it says, please give me the titles and authors of this studies, of these studies. And it does. Here's the rub. None of these people, none of these studies exist. Completely made up. 100% from whole cloth. Yep. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And he asks ChatGPT, do these references really exist? He says, yes, the references mentioned in my previous responses do exist. The DOI numbers and authors are correct, and the titles match those found in the referenced studies. You can use the DOI numbers to locate the full articles through a library or academic database. So if you Google it, no, you can't. And then he (laughs) even goes on to say, I think you're lying. ChatGPT comes back and says, I apologize if my previous answers were not accurate. I am an AI language model developed by OpenAI, and I strive to provide accurate information. However, I am not perfect, and sometimes I may make mistakes. If you have any questions or concerns about the information I have provided, I encourage you to research the topic further using credible sources. Mm -hmm. Which I am not. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, yes, completely made up.
2: Wow. Well, and and so I think that speaks to I've seen a couple um, descriptions of uh, ChatGPT. One is that it's bullshit as a service, which mm-hmm. I think <laughs> is good. Yeah. And I've also seen it described as mansplaining as a service, um, because it, it it because basically it spews out bullshit, but with total confidence yes. uh, yeah. and with no regard for the audience to which it is spewing the bullshit. And yeah. this is an example of that, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, again, it's just a tool uh, and right. it does what it does. It doesn't necessarily purport to be the expert in any field or even truthful. It 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 answers <laughs> the questions. It, it will make up shit to answer the questions. The tool is the tool. It is what it is. It does what it says on the tin. It will answer questions. It's it, there's no promise in here that it's not going to make shit up. It's going to answer the questions. Right. Yeah. That's it. Like it, it's it's there's nothing here. There's no reason to believe that it's going to be an expert or tell the truth or anything. It's just uh, you, you put in a question and it comes back with something plausible. They should have just it named it MAGA. <laughs> I was avoiding the Donald Trump thing because, you know, <laughs> years of PTSD of getting yelled at because I shat on him so much.
0: I know, mm-hmm. I know. I just I just want to start running conspiracy theories through here and just see what it comes back with.
2: Oh, God. Right. I wonder <laughs> if if now will there be a – like if you buy the pro version, w- would it include a separate AI that can do fact checking for you?
1: Uh, I
0: that don't should know, be but... in the
1: free version. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> no, they do have a new tool that they came out with for detecting the uh the AIs, and it sucks.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> it really <laughs> sucks. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, this is gonna be really bad whack-a-mole, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the territory we're getting into. And again, to to our previous discussion about this, like uh, we need to accept this. It's here. It's not going to go away. Uh, mm-hmm. Being able to catch it is is going to be just as fraught with danger as using it in the first place. Uh, again, approach it as a calculator. It's a tool. That's it. And we don't need to uh, just accept it. Like, don't try to figure out if, if people are using it or not. Who cares? That's right. it.
0: Well- I, yeah. I kind of care when it comes to fact checking. You know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I think I think all these, you know, low low rent writers are gonna turn into prompt writers and fact checkers. Yeah. We need the fact checkers. Yes, but uh, here's the here's the other thing that I that I worry about. If I take, you know, some of the output that I know is completely false from something that somebody might be searching on fairly obviously, and I go create it and then, you know, perpetuate the lie that it did, like, you know, I don't know, vaccines, you know, cause autism. And start hmm. making documents that ChatGPT then starts indexing and putting out there. You can, you know, you can create a flywheel
1: of bullshit. You mean that just right. you... social media?
0: Oh, that too. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> yes. called
1: Twitter. Elon yes, bought it. It's damn called it. <laughs> Twitter and, and the bots that are already all over the place. Like it's, yeah. it's nothing new. It's just an, another version of it. I know, but, but it sounds it so
0: good that people are going to trust it. That's the thing.
2: Right. right. But isn't this interesting that we kind of bump into this time and time again with AI? I mean, remember back with Microsoft's Tay, mm-hmm. uh, where yep. they tried to do a yep. conversational thing, and it just so quickly veered into racism and, and uh, just all the, all the nasty isms that are out there online. And I think this speaks to that as well, where um, in our minds, we like to think of AI as being this aspirational thing that is better than us but if we feed it all of the information about us it's really just shining back a mirror at us and the fact of the matter is is that human beings in the course of their day-to-day lives do a whole lot of lying yeah mm-hmm. and that's what this is doing some of it doing.
1: altruistic some of it not i mean there have always right. been arguments that the white lie is greases the wheel of social of social conversation right that's right it's true
2: your butt does not look fat in that dress my dear yes exactly <laughs> yeah and but those thirty two fingers on your left
0: hand really really you know go with your <laughs> go with your complexion so it's uh i it's a strange definitely a strange new world I love this stuff but it now that Microsoft is going to be building it into teams and we're going to get clippy g p t coming mm-hmm. out of this that'll be that'll be really fun so yeah, yeah, I saw I mean, some because
1: uh, we use Teams in in uh, at my work, and <clears throat> so I, mm-hmm. I always get those press releases and things like that. It's a, their application of it at least initially is kind of interesting in that it's going to summarize meetings and and do like immediate post summaries and things of that nature, which is kind of cool. I'm, I'm that's a great use. That's yeah. a great use of it. Exactly. So it's not like they're opening up the whole thing through Teams. That is that is the initial thing. Now, I'm sure Mm it will expand, but what I like about a company like Microsoft, why I was thrilled that Microsoft actually invested so much money in this, is they have appropriate corporate guardrails, unlike many other companies we could mention right now that could have been investing in this. Microsoft, I actually kind of mostly trust with something like this. You did hear what we just talked about with Tay and the racism.
0: and they shut shut it down immediately. They shut it (laughs) it down
1: immediately. But they released it. They shouldn't have released
0: it to begin with.
1: They're getting learning. That was a learning experience for them, apparently. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Jason,
1: The the AI trained them.
2: Yeah. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I was at a, a get together with some friends over the past weekend, and several of them were uh, public school teachers. And we were talking about ChatGPT and how they think it's going to affect their profession. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, they were, they were, it sort of ran the spectrum from from those who, as you say, Brian, just embrace it as being the next version of the pocket calculator, mm-hmm. to others who were lamenting that it it really is going to take away creativity and. Uh, those sort of things, but one thing we all agreed on was that um, kind of the, the the chasm between the way that we 're teaching our students and the way the the real world operates is getting yeah. wider yep that I agree the teachers need to be recognizing that this is the future, and so the point i made in our conversation was what job do you go to these days where you aren 't allowed to look things up if you need to? Right, <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Show your work. No. <laughs> right. Google. About it's
2: called Google. All that yes. stuff.
1: I was actually to, related to that. I was saw that there there was some uproar about the fact that uh, I guess millennials don't even know how to read cursive anymore, to which I thought, right. who cares? When's yeah, the last really? time you wrote something out in cursive?
0: Like, <laughs> right, right. Let it die. <laughs> I can't read Sanskrit either. What's the fucking point? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Exactly. It's time to move on from these things. Nobody writes in cursive. Nobody reads cursive. You sign your name. That's it. You know, Mm
0: -hmm. and I want to go back to what you said, Dave, about creativity, because what I'm seeing is I think this is actually creating an explosion in creativity because Mm -hmm. people are putting in different things that they, you know, that they'd want to see in the world that they didn't have the faculty to create, especially with the, you know, the image stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's even with the writing, it's like it's it's you can put in things that. You're you just come up with from your imagination and it creates it. So people are thinking differently on you know just things that they would like to see in the world and slapping it in here. Mm. And it's you know it might not be perfect, but it's a starting point. And I like I, it. I think this is like actually it helping way. it. Yeah, I agree.
1: I agree with you there, Jason, in, in that it should be a starting point. And, and when I've talked about it using using these kind of tools at my company for things like crafting press releases and of that nature, I always say first draft. Use it for your mm-hmm. first draft and then yeah, sit right. and, and massage it and add in the voice and the opinions and the personality after. But you can use this for the first draft and save time because that part's the hard part, getting all the freaking details and the boring, plain language. Then go in and tweak it. That's creative to me. I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to go slap my uh, stormtrooper helmet on and uh, run around the office scaring people. So thanks for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Closing shout outs.
2: Over at Patreon, we've got Mark,
0: David and Matt. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And remember, everyone, if you sign up for our Patreon uh, feed, uh, you get the show a little bit early sometimes when it's when it's available <laughs> but but it's also ad free and in high res Ooh. you get the full resolution 192 kilobit per second mp3 listen Woo! to my
1: basal profundo yes mm. dulcet tones yeah. <laughs> i forgot about that yes. uh, over at paypal we got matt simon nicola jonathan judge Nikolai, matthew robert and thomas thank you all so much
0: Woo! over at the tip jar we've got daniel adam
1: mario christopher matthew and sean Thank you. And we have a new five star review from Nissian. Good listening as we slide toward our inevitable doom. If you remember making web pages d- during the first internet bubble, then these are your people. Experience your inevitable physical decline with friends who are going through the same thing. If you are young, then use this podcast to find out about how in the future good eating and exercise habits become a matter of life and death. Also, there's tech news sprinkled in from the jaded point of view of people who have seen it all before. My only criticism is the segment with Dave Bittner should be renamed from Security Ha to Shooting the Breeze with Dave. Regardless, it's a segment I look forward to each week. I will continue to listen for as long as we all continue to survive. All right. Hands Thank down, you. the
0: best review we've ever gotten.
1: Yeah, we've basically given up on Security Ha because, you know, he does 25 uh, podcasts all about security. He can do those.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, I think five years into the show, we all had just breach fatigue. Yep. You know, Because we were covering it every week like, oh, New Breach, New Breach, New Breach, New Breach. Oh, fucking new Christ, breach. could somebody lock down their AWS database for once? No. That's pretty much what it
1: got to. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no. I guess we'll get to big stories when they actually come along, but yeah, it's more fun to talk about Star Wars and shit. It really is. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason Filippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old
0: Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 587. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky or well-thought-out review and preferably five stars.
2: Stay grumpy!